This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch... Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Good evening, everybody. How the devil are we all? Yeah. <laughs> it's getting further in the past. My memory is... One of the good things about being old is your memories don't last quite as long. And, yeah, I'm trying to forget it. No doubt, no doubt we won't, though. Welcome along. This is Lester Till I Die. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Watching on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube, the YouTube channel Lester Till I Die TV. Please give us a sub. And on uh, if you're listening to this on Catch Up on Spotify, thank you for listening. But not only Spotify, Anchor, Apple... Um, iTunes, uh, Google, all the main ones, you can find us there. In fact, this is where you can find us. 
listen on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Indeed. And, well, I want to say hello to this lady. And when I say lady, I sort of kind of very loosely, if you know what I mean. I'm not saying she's a loose lady or anything, but um, I knew she'd pop on. TM, good evening. How are you? Very happy, I would imagine, after the other night. Um, What can I say? You probably deserved it on the overall run of play, play, but it was just the way it happened. Yeah. God, I hate Tottenham. I really do. It's the preview show, Lester Bryan. It's the Premier League preview show with Chris and Craig on Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. And good evening to a gentleman who's always switched on. Craig, how the devil are you? I'm good, thanks, Chris. How are you? Yeah, not so bad, not so bad. As long as that's switched on, it doesn't mean you're sat in an electric chair. Oh, I can see you now. I there we go. And now I can't. Now oh, I can't. No. Now I can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, got those great lights. Um, are we going to talk to TM? What do you think? Oh, go on. You know, why not? <laughs> I yeah, mean, you... you're, quite, you're quite, right, quite right in what you said, though. If, if it had been 3-2 after 65 minutes, 70 minutes... You know, we'd have said, "Yeah, Spurs deserved the win," and we'd walk away. It was just the, it yeah. was just the nature of it, wasn't it? It was. It was. I mean, they if they'd got their shooting boots on, they could have been four or five up at half time, like Man City. Yeah. And you know, then if we'd come back, we we would have lost. I think what annoys me about all these sort of uh, opposing team fans, and I, you know, you take the banter with it, with, with you know, when you lose, you give it out when you win. So. Yeah. I have been on a couple of Tottenham streams after the game and sort yeah. of given them my congratulations and what have you. But it's the fact that, you know, we, we bottled it. And I don't know how you can say a loss of one game is bottling it. You know, mm. it's like, did Arsenal bottle it against Forest? You know, you didn't, yeah. you lost one game. And I think that what that's what annoys me. Yeah. I think I think they're saying that because they know deep down in their black hearts that they bottled the league when we won it you know exactly they they should have won the league that year you know they had the team they had the manager they had everything going for them and they i think i mean again remind me i think they finished third uh that season but um they made made well done especially because there was only two 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 players in it for a long time exactly exactly yeah and at the end of the day i'm sorry you know but what was it? It was three points you won. Was mm. it? Was it a trophy they won? <laughs> no. But by all means, put a little card in the uh, in the old Tottenham uh, uh, trophy cabinet saying we exactly. beat Leicester three two. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, TM says, in fact, uh, adds, sorry, but I do support Leicester when we aren't playing. Thanks, guys, for talking to me. It's all banter, TM. It it's all banter. Anthony, good evening. How are you? He says, don't mention the cup game. I'm grateful to you, Guy. You know, we haven't had a, an East Midlands derby for a long time. Um, yeah. We're going to come on to score predictions uh, later, Anthony. And um, LDX says, good evening, Chris and the Wise Owl. <laughs> Thank he's, you very much. He's obviously sending you money because you missed the old out of it. <laughs> yes, um. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. 
Yeah. But I want to start the show with some breaking news. Uh, it was went up on Facebook and Twitter, but I don't know if you've heard this, but the uh, the 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 EPL have announced the official for the, for this weekend's game. Excellent. Yes. Where was yep. he when you needed him, eh? <laughs> well, let's hope we're uh, let's hope we're winning by eighty-five minutes. <laughs> well, of course, that's never guaranteed, is it? You no, know? not at all. But, uh, but I mean, how do you think? Before we go into, because obviously yeah. we've got Brighton on Sunday. How do you think Leicester will react? The players will react to that. Well, I think that it was the it was the it was the talking point coming back away from the ground. To be honest, it's it's. The defeat and the nature of it is one thing, but it is how you react to it. The next thing, mm-hmm. I, I think it'll it'll stand them in good stead. To be honest, I, I don't think we'll make that mistake again. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, you could see and hear how angry um, Rogers was, which again, I quite like to be honest, because mm-hmm. he yeah. should be angry the same way that the rest of the fans were angry. I, yes, I'm glad that he didn't come out and try and make up some silly excuses. And I think one of the the, the uh, interviewers said to him, so what do you do in this situation? Do you let them mull on it and then you, you talk about it the next day? He said, no, you get straight into them and yes. you tell them, yes. you know, which, was, which was good. It was um, good to see him actually showing a bit of passion, wasn't it? Yeah, because it's something that I've, um, I've accused him of not showing, you know. And I, the, tr- the thing with Brendan is that he comes out and he says some things that I, I really like. You know, he talks about mm. what he wants from his defenders, for instance. He wants them to have pace. Um, yeah. He wants them to be physical. But then, you know, you get performances which are anything but, and, and he picks players that are anything but. Now, I know he, he's, he's he's basically been stuck. Um, mm. The biggest issue I've got is why did we end up spending 15 million in the first place? And I, I know I don't want to... Put, pick on Vestergaard, but hmm. if you're if the attributes you like in a defender are pace and physicality, I, I'm not sure what you know, I think someone got past the wrong note when that deal was done <laughs> because that's uh everything is not. Maybe we, maybe it was like right, you know, he, he wrote a note saying I need this and someone said, Yeah, that's what he doesn't want because that's what we got. Yes, yeah. I mean, you always say that January transfer window purchases are panic buys, but I almost think that was a panic buy. Um, I think you're right. But then again, we had been linked to Vestergaard before. Um, So he was obviously in that pot of players, but I think it was a case of we wouldn't have bought Vestergaard had Fafana not got injured. I think we we, we sort of can agree on that. and I think when he got injured, he says, we need to buy somebody. How much money have we got? You know, we've maybe yeah. couldn't have afforded somebody like Tarkovsky or somebody like that. Mm. We, we, you know, had to buy what we could afford. And unfortunately, mm. that's Vestergaard. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget that we got Bertrand as well. You know, I know he yeah. was a free, but I, I don't know. I, I, something just was wrong there. I don't know whether someone at Southampton was owed money. I don't know, but... Um, <laughs> oh, allegedly. But what, Can I just add allegedly yeah, onto that? You know? I don't know. It just seemed weird that we, we ended up buying two of them and, and neither of them have turned out. And I, I think we both... And most people hoped that they were going to be decent signings. And I yeah. think 
on his day, you know, Vestergaard uh, and is a good footballer. But unfortunately, most of the times you don't necessarily need a good footballer. You want a, a defender who's going to get stuck in. You do. You do. And I, I mean, I had high hopes for for Bertrand to be honest with you, because I thought mm. pre-season he looked yeah. to be one of our best players. And, and I guess um, a bit like with Perez, you try and sort of make excuses for them. Mm-hmm. So well it might be, but I'm just thinking, you know, it's probably not helped um, Vestergaard that he's coming to a back four. That's in such disarray, yeah. As ours is at the moment, you know, because yeah. he doesn't know who he's going to be playing with one week. You know what it's like. You know, you're a footballer. Mm. You you got your teammates. You know, you know, you know that team. You know, player B is going to be there. So you pass the ball, knowing that he'll be running onto it. Mm. And then suddenly, one week it's player C, then it's player D, then player E. So he hasn't had that settled back four to move into. Yeah, it's all about partnerships, isn't it? As you say, mm. it's. Um... Um, you know, going back to the, the the Premier League winning side, you know, none of those individually were great defenders, but as a unit, they were great. You know, mm. they all knew what to expect of each other and yeah, and worked as a unit. So when that's changing all the time, yes, it is difficult. Um, but from that point of view, you think if you're if you're not unsure if you're not sure of of how that back four is going to work together, then you play it a little bit safer. You don't stick with the same tactics of pushing up on a high line, particularly at the end of a game. You know, yeah. when you know you've been caught out, you know, for the pre- previous 90 minutes, it wasn't like there, w- there wasn't any warning signs that we were going to get done for pace. Yet we made the same mistakes all the way throughout the game. And it's that's the frustrating thing, you know, see what's happening in the game and react to it. Yes. Yeah. And, and Rogers isn't unfortunately always good at that, is it? No. You know, but. Um, I was, I was going to say something then. Um, I, we know we're well, the papers are still linking us with all these players, but Rogers mm-hmm. keeps coming out and saying we can't afford anybody, there's no money there. And if that is the case, I understand that totally because yeah. you know the way the business that our owners are in and what have you, and everything that's gone on with COVID. But I just wonder sometimes you get a player that he's been playing in one position for so long. And you think that's the position that that, that that is his, but then he gets moved out, or a manager sees something in him, or he plays in a role uh, as an emergency, and suddenly that becomes his role. Now, mm. do you think Hamza Chowdhury is possibly an answer in our back four? He's, he's not let us down in that position, and certainly he knows when he's got it booted upfield. <laughs> well, I think you. I think you touched on something there. You, you, you threw in a word there, which I think is really important to Hamza as a centre-half, and that's back four. Because I think he'll be better in a four rather than a three. Because when you get the three, you get your wing-backs pushed further up and your two either side of the central defender end up coming out wide and getting a lot more ball. And Hamza yeah. had a lot of ball against um, Spurs and he didn't particularly use it that well. So, but in a four, I think you are, you're more confined to that penalty area yes. and you are, your job is defending, not trying to be the starter of attacks. Yeah. So I think, I would like personally to see him go to a back four again. Uh, well, and we'll, we'll, we'll touch on it later, I think, in terms yes. of the way that Brighton will be set up. Yeah. Um, but I would like... I would like to see the back four uh, come back 
and, and just concentrate on defending rather than the defenders trying to be the starter of the attacks. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I prefer a back four anyway, mm. every day of the week, you know. But mm. it, Well, it, I think it, we saw... I, I mean, if we're going to touch on it, we saw the, the fact that when you when you play against uh, a team that also have a back five, mm. it becomes a battle of the wing backs and who's got the bottle or the pace to push the other pair back. Now we'll touch on it later when you when we're we're talking about the one to watch that I've chosen for for Brighton. It's a very very similar situation as, as Spurs were. And our our wing backs got pushed back much more than we were pushing their wing backs back, which meant you you end up with a back five, essentially, and then you get overloaded in midfield because we had a two up front. So if you're playing with a back four, even if their wing backs push on, you're still a back four. You've still got four players in the middle of your park to actually deal with everything else. So I think unless you're really confident that your wing backs are better than the wing backs you're facing, I think you're better off going with a four. Against yeah. wingbacks, yeah. A quick hello to to Terry. Yep, you're late. I hope you brought a note. Um, and Nippon, how the devil are you? But yeah, that's a big cup there. Uh, great, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Spurs, Spurs won't know much about this. It's a big cup, look. Very, very true. That deserves a <laughs> definitely. I like that one. I like that one. You, you were quick there. You got in with that one. Nice one. So it's a case that we have got Brighton this weekend at Leicester. Uh, it's a 2 p.m. kickoff, but we're not on the TV at all. Um, if you are looking on the uh, official places, I'm sure there are places you would be able to uh, to, to find it. Um just look at some of Brendan's comments here. Um, <laughs> this made me laugh. Uh, the squad have a clean bill of health. <laughs> that's, that's like pushing the boundaries a bit, Brendan. But it's basically no new illnesses or injuries, which, my God, that, that, that's good to read, isn't it? It is. <laughs> you know. And um, then he says, Rogers has confirmed Daniel Amati has returned from the Africa Open Nations and he is available for Sunday. And again, I never thought I'd say this, but thank God. Yeah. Like I say, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him in back in that back four, I think. Um, yes, definitely. Maybe, maybe with uh, with Hamza, because you know I don't know what's happened to our Soyuncu, but he's he's gone AWOL, hasn't he, this season? He has. He has. Uh, and he hasn't got, you know, he's got Vestergaard next to him, not Evans, yeah. and I think that makes a big difference as well. Mm. Um, on the return of James Justin, it's going to take him a little period of time to find his level, but uh, he's a man that's naturally fit anyway. He didn't look bad when he came on, did no, he? No, he looked very good, yeah. He was, you know. uh, there was a couple of times where he, he went into challenges as well, and there was one where he stayed down, mm. uh, and you did wonder, but he got up with a smile on his face. Uh, so, yes. he, he, yeah, it's great to see him back. I, I was watching, I was, I was doing what we what these days it's called a backs and dacker. You know, watching through your fingers. Because, yeah. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, oh, God, he's gone down. No, you know. Mm. And then what we touched on earlier has said, there is not likely to be any signings in the transfer window because of the little resources. So I saw I saw today for the first time we'd been linked with a, a loan move for a, a Chelsea defender, though. Um, Saar, who they brought in, I think, in yes. the summer and hasn't had much game time at all. So yes. um, that may be a possibility, but... I mean, with players coming back, you know, yeah. you wouldn't have thought that he would go down uh, some and get somebody that wouldn't wouldn't play. Yeah, you know. 
I mean, this is the fact, isn't it? The fact that he's always said there in a you know, every time you watch Sky Sports transfer show when they go around the clubs, it's always you, he's looking for a central defender on loan, and it's always yeah. that. And if that's the case, and it makes sense because when everybody is fit. We're going to have a team, you know, if we're not careful, if you buy somebody else, we're going to have a team of uh, team of central defenders, yeah. um, which is a bit scary. You know, we the last thing we want. But uh, yeah, let's talk about the the last game against uh, Brighton, two one to uh, Brighton and VAR Albion, wasn't it? It was, it was, wasn't it? We um, that, that was our our turn to be on the wrong side of some pretty dodgy VAR decisions. I mean, one of them particularly, I think we we should have had. The other one, you could make an argument, although we we got away with it. I think it was the following week, was it against Norwich yeah. or, the, or the week before? A very yeah. similar scenario, but um, it definitely wasn't on our side that night. And I don't think at that particular point, because I think that was about the fourth game that we were played or the fifth game we played, yeah. and I don't think anybody was really taking Brighton and Hove seriously. You know, and I certainly thought at the start of the season they were going to have another season where they'd be battling relegation. Mm. And I think they still had that sort of shock value. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't knock what they've done. He's, he's, he's done a great job there. I think they're, they're probably only a couple of players away from, from being a, a solid top half. You know, I, mm. I, I think they'll finish mid-table, to be honest. I'm not sure they've got the squad depth. Um to, uh, to 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 really challenge for the whole season, but again, if they manage to keep everybody fit, then they've got a chance. Um, they keep it fairly tight at the back, which means they can get away with not being particularly prolific up front. Because again, yeah. you wouldn't say that they have a real out and out goal scorer. More pay is a handful on his day, as is Welbeck, but there's nobody there that you think is a, a 15 20 goal a season man. No, no. Um, so the key to them is is keep it tight at the back and. I would imagine that most of their victories, like the one against us earlier in the season, are, are by one goal. Well, funny as you say that, because they've actually scored 22 yeah. and they've conceded 22. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it's like you literally say, it's one of the best defensive records, but one of the worst scoring records in the top 10. Mm. And of course, they sit just above us. So, yeah. But they have played uh, two games more, and that's—I mean—it does make the table a little bit sort of Irish because no, nobody's actually on the same hardly on the same number of games. Uh-huh. But um, uh, we hope that it will be a, a little bit um, less VAR required uh, on Sunday. <laughs> but that is the um, head-to-head, and they've only beaten us the once, which was oh. earlier in the season—a uh, couple of draws and six wins. Again, on paper, you'd think normally that this would be a game for us, but we can't we can't take anything lightly this season. Oh, excuse me, can we? No, and, and as as Brighton have shown, you know, they're, they're no mugs this season at all. They've given yeah. everyone a game. I think even I think they got beaten by Man City, but they gave Man City a hell of a scare and, and mm. outplayed them for the last twenty minutes of the game um, against them. So. You know, they keep the ball well. You know, he's got them well drilled. They are solid at the back. Our biggest our biggest danger would be if... I mean, it doesn't really make any difference whether he plays Vestergaard or not, you know, saying that you need the height in there because, as, as I said before, you know, I think the guy's six foot seven and then when he jumps, he's six foot two. So <laughs> it doesn't really make much difference. But one of the big worries against Brighton has got to be that height advantage um, that they've got. They've got some big guys there. 
although I'm not sure uh, Dunk is fit, which is uh, which is a benefit to us. Mm. But no, there is it, you can't see this being anything other than a tight game. Yeah, funny you say about Vestergaard, and I, 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 I might be wrong, but I'm sure I saw a stat. Now, whether this was a true stat mm. or just somebody um, uh, having a bit of fun, but they said that. Uh, that Vestergaard went into like six aerial challenges and didn't win one of them. No, I, I saw the same stat and um, mm. it doesn't surprise me, to be honest. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, you just wonder, I mean, don't you? It's, it's, mm. it, it's weird. It's just weird because he's got all the attributes apart from the, the pace. You would think, yeah. you know, he's, he's decent on the ball. You know when he's given time, but he's just all round awareness and and it's that physicality. I mean, we, um, me and Scott, when uh, there was one where he put in a, quite a big challenge um, in the second half against someone, and we were almost sort of taken aback in shock that he'd actually gone in <laughs> on the challenge quite physically and, and and sort of shoulder barged somebody out of the way. And it, it's rare; you shouldn't be surprised when your centre half's going into a full. Full blooded challenge. You, should, you, should, you know who you'd back with between him and and, and Hooth, wouldn't you? you know, yeah, that's definitely. The, yeah. That's the and um, oh, I was going to say something else. I'll tell you. I did tell you when when you get old, your your memory goes. <laughs> this will, this will be you one day, Craig. This will be you. Um, oh yeah, that was what I was going to say. It's come back to me. Um, Luke Thomas. I'm, I'm not mm. sure who it was, but he was marking somebody um, in the box, and he was like half the size of the guy. Now, it I know was mark- we, we've, we've gone back to marking Harry Kane. I, uh, was it Harry Kane? Yeah, he was marking yeah. Harry Kane. And then sort of, I think, two-thirds of the way through uh, the first half, there seemed to be a, a, a chain of messages coming across from the bench, uh, basically saying, come on, change it. And I think uh, Soyuncu went with Kane um, I mean, at the next one. And then he, I think he promptly uh, smashed a header against the bar. Yes. But if you are looking at... Um... You know, man to man marking, which mm. we're glad we're, I'm glad we're back to, and I think most people yeah. are rather than that zonal crap we had before. But if you do man to man marking, you are saying to players, right, you're marking him, you're mm. you know, you've got to decide who it is before, surely. Yeah. And would you, I wonder if you put Luke Thomas on, on Harry Kane? I, I don't know on what planet that makes any sense whatsoever, you know, unless he thought he, he was the height difference was so, uh so much that it would look like he was climbing all over him or whatever. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know who has come up with that plan. It was a it was a weird one, wasn't it? You know, but yeah. uh, but here's the form going into the game. Um we've lost three of the last five, but we've won two. Mm. Brighton uh they they've won um two as well, but they haven't lost in the no, last five. Five, yeah. You know, um and they got a, 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 a whoops, hang on. I've gone too far now on the old um just bear with me. Um there we go. They yeah, they I mean they got a, a, a reputable draw against Chelsea. Mm. Um and uh with Crystal Palace, the last two. They beat Everton, which probably isn't that difficult at the moment. Mm. Uh, they played Chelsea twice apparently and got uh two draws against them, two 1 1 draws, and they beat Brentford. So, you know, they're not they're on a, a bit of a, a, a good run at the moment coming into this game. Mm. Um, and like you said, it's all it is all very much um how we react to that, uh, to that, that, that Spurs defeat. 
Are you yeah. glad we're playing Brighton now, or would you have preferred this week to be the international break now? No, I, th- I think it's important that uh, that they come out and they've got another game. That they'd have gone straight after uh, that defeat. They'd have been back out on the training ground uh, the next day and uh, been trying to put that out. And I would hope that that training session, the first training session after that game, was uh, quite a physical one, uh, and they got it out of the system. Yeah. Um, but I think sometimes when there's a there's a gap, you end up just ruining on it, and it gives people time to think about this, that, and the other. You know, has yeah. my agent got me a move yet? You know, all this kind of stuff. Yes. Uh, you're yeah. away on international duty, talking to God knows who from all these different clubs. I, I'm I'm pleased that we have a game just a few days later to try and put it right. It's the old fall off a bike, get straight back on exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. Isn't it? And it's funny, but I'm actually glad we're playing a team like Brighton because I think mm. if we're playing a team like Norwich, let's say, yeah. you would think, well, they, they wouldn't they say, their attitude would be, it's Norwich, the bottom, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, this is Brighton. We can't, you know, if, if we're getting, if we're playing Man City, they say, well, mm. if we lose, we lose, it doesn't matter. But this is one where they've really got to go out and can't rest on the laurels. They have got, you know, they're a team literally above us by a couple of points in the league. It, 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 I think it's the right sort of team for us to be playing. It, it is, you're right. You know, there's not a lot of expectation, although, you know, if you read some fans' forums, we should be beating, you know, 80% of the league on a regular basis, you know. Um, yeah. But I think those who, are, who who understand football a little bit more... Um, know that games like this are, are, are tough, as you can see from those those ones there. Nobody's turned them over. Um, they're, they're in every game. I, I can't remember this season seeing them being battered by anybody. You know, they may have had periods of a game where they've been under the cosh, but they yeah. have their own moments as well. So, uh, yeah, th- there's no way that uh, Brendan and, and the guys will be taking this seriously. They know they're going to be in a tough game. Yeah. And and looking at looking at the table, I mean, I know it's early days yet, and I, I didn't realise until after the Spurs game when I was looking at it, mm. we've only actually played nineteen games. So technically, yeah. we're only halfway through the season. Yeah. So really, we, yeah, we're all a bit down because you know we've had two really good seasons, probably punched above our weight if we are honest with ourselves and take the Plutonsy spectacles off, but. We have it is literally half a season mm. to go, and th- there's no reason that we can't. If we start, you know, the players come back and we do string a, 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 a series of games uh, together, that we can't climb that table. No, I, I would expect us to be climbing it. I mean, you, you look at the teams above, though, and um, you know, you've got Brighton there, but then Wolves, Wolves are what the probably the tightest. I mean, look at that for a gold. Goals against, you, yes. you know, Wolves. Wolves are not letting in many goals in at all. No, Arsenal are coming back into a bit of form. Spurs have now got a manager who can make something out of that um, that pig's ear. Yeah, and you know it's tough. It's you know we can't expect to be hovering around those European places. I, I can't. Even if we have a really good finish, a second half of the season, I'd be very surprised if we're in a European spot. To be honest, and mm. and that. You know that brings all the pressure onto that uh, conference league, uh, which we'll we'll talk about in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, I mean, I know it goes down to seventh now, doesn't it? Qualification for the conference. I think it depends league. on who wins yeah. the cups as well, doesn't it? Does it right? Yeah. I mean, 
you know, the good thing is, like I say, we've only played 19 games, but then we are 10 points behind, you know, the likes of Man United, but we have got two games in hand. It's such yeah. a topsy-turvy league this this, this season. Um, and, and I don't know why this was the season I decided to start doing um, <laughs> prediction leagues. <laughs> I, I was a fool to myself. Mm. I was going to call this this part fun facts, but yeah. <laughs> some of them aren't that, 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 that fun. Um, but, Leicester have only lost three of their 17 home league games against Brighton. Mm. Um, most recently, we all remember this one, 4-1 loss in April, mm. um, also known as the hangover game, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, I guess if I'm right, that was the one after we just got one promotion, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, I don't think we uh, really turned up for that one, did we? No, and I think that was the game where we actually decided by New Joe was a good... <laughs> Good yeah. Well, it didn't turn out too bad, to be fair. No, I, I, to be honest with you, I, funnily enough, um, I, I haven't done a, a foot in both camps today. But if mm. I did, it would be um, Leo Ujoa, yeah. lovely guy, absolutely lovely guy. He, he did a bit for me for the website lesterslowdie dot com mm. uh, on on the favourite things uh, section. But he, I think he was treated really badly at the end. Um. I, I don't know. You never really know what goes on behind the scenes. I think uh, he was a victim of managers coming in who wanted to play a, a bit of a different way. Mm. You know, um, you could say the same with 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 Slimani. I know Slimani didn't really get the chance to endear himself to the fans, um, but you've got two players there who thrive on balls being played into the box, and um, yeah, it, it doesn't seem to be in vogue at the moment, which. Uh, for any sort of old-fashioned centre forward, is uh, is frustrating to say the least. Yeah, uh, Terry, you were on form today. Uh, we have the we have the answer to Man City and their false number nine. We invented <laughs> the false centre back. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Terry, you had to get one of those. It did follow. I didn't put this one up, but I did follow. I hear Brighton want Vestergaard. One of the legs holding the pier is rotting. Terry, don't give up the day job. You make me look funny. Um, <laughs> the next, the next fa fun fact, if you like. Um, oh, hang on, it didn't work. That did it. There we go. Brighton's two-one victory over Leicester at the Amex early this season was their first ever Premier League win against the Foxes. They're looking to do the league double against them for the third time. Previously doing so in 1980-81 and 2013-14. You know when somebody's got a record to break. Oh, can we play Leicester? <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least there's no pattern there. It's not like every ten years or twenty years or anything, is there? There's, there's, no. there's nothing there. And I'm, I am pleased that you changed these from uh, uh, to. Uh, did you know? Because I'm not sure where the fun is in any of no, these. No, exactly. Facts. I actually, when I was doing this, I, and I called them Did You Know for the last game. Yeah. I thought, oh, fun facts. That's nice and snappy. And I put fun facts. And then I was typing the thing and I went, no, this isn't much fun. I changed <laughs> it back. Um, you think it can't get any worse? No, oh, here well, we go. Yeah, here we go. Um, I say here we go. Here we go. Brighton have lost just one of their 10 Premier League away games so far this season. They've won three and drawn six. No side has lost fewer on the road than the Seagulls. Excellent. Has <laughs> yeah. that cheered you up, mate? Oh, no, that's, uh, yeah, that's something to look forward to then, isn't it? It's, uh, 
Uh, you know, I mean, the, the flip side of that is that, you know, teams can't always keep on those kind of runs, can they? They can't. That is that is very, very true. We're going to come to predict a score later, obviously, mm. but at this point, would you take a draw or should this really <laughs> I, I be... Knew, I knew you were going to... I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I don't like your favourite lines. That is, it always seems to be, we always seem to be chasing a defeat or something. And when you come up with the, uh, yes. would you take a draw? <laughs> um, would I take a draw? Um, I think the thing is that the, the situation that we're in, it doesn't really a draw's not much use, is it? Really, you've got to start getting wins. You know, if you if you drop a point, you drop a point. I think the value is in gaining three. Um, I'd have gladly taken a point the other night, that's for sure, based on yes. the performance. But yes. I think these are the teams, you know, those that are around you, those ones that are almost like, you know, when you're on the motorway and you get tempted into overtaking the next car because you're just bored of sitting behind it for so long. <laughs> I think Brighton are that car at the moment. that They're just yeah. there. They should be a team that we shouldn't be behind. So this yes. is an opportunity to, to overtake them. Right. Very good. Very good answer. Very good answer. Um, we come on now, and I'm going to let you introduce this guy because uh, you know you know what I'm like with names, and I think the only reason you picked him was because I yeah. can't pronounce that name. So um, this is the one to watch. You've gone for. Let me just try and bring. I don't know why it's not bringing you up, but uh, that's fine. Us... I'm, I'm behind his hair. Um, I think it's pronounced Cucciarella. That's what I'm going to go with anyway. Mark Cucciarella. It's. I've been really impressed with this guy this season. He's, I think we were all impressed over the last couple of seasons with Tarek Lamptey on the other side, who plays as a right-back and who just bombs forward. This guy is the equivalent on the left-hand side and bombs forward a lot. Um, he's always looking to get forward. He's got a decent left foot. Um, and this is where I was talking about the, the similarities with the, um, the Spurs game, that... If he plays Lamptey and he plays Cucciarella, they're going to be looking to push forward. They, they, they tend to play with these and then they'll have a, a back three. So these two guys are going to be looking to bomb on all the time, which means if we're going with a five again, we're more than likely going to end up with um, Albrighton. If we play uh, Thomas, fair enough. If we play Justin, that gives a little bit more, but it means that we're going to be weaker in the middle of the defence if he's playing a three. So this is where I think uh, we, we should stick with the back four. Let these two wide guys come on to us because then we should have more players in more advanced positions to be able to break on them and exploit the space in behind wing backs. Uh, but I think, I think he's a really, really good player. He's been there a couple of seasons now, I think. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in terms of the modern day uh, wing backs, Brighton have got two of the very best in the... Uh, in the division in, in Lamptey and Cucciarella. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can you imagine if he's going up against Hamza Chowdhury? You know, <laughs> it'd be one of those, wouldn't it, where, you know, where, where kids in the playground used to get their hair caught in each other's. You know, yes. I can imagine that happening. You just have to have, to, have, to have them untangled. Yeah, we would, wouldn't we? It would certainly be a case of, uh, you know, if it was a head injury, you wouldn't be able to tell who yeah. it, who would you really? No. I'll tell you uh, what, it's probably, you know, from the way penalties are given, it's probably a good job we haven't got Robert Hooth playing because he'd love to have a go at that hair, wouldn't he, in the penalty box? Oh, God, yes, yes, wouldn't he just? Uh, LDH, I think Craig has a liking for difficult to pronounce names. 
there was quite a few in the quiz last night. Were you on a quiz last night, young man? Yeah, I was with you, mate. Yes, indeed. Sorry, I was. <laughs> it was so memorable. Yeah. Was, no, I was, when LDH, I apologise, LDH. When you, when, I was thinking you were on a quiz, but being questioned. You know, you were. The, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot we did that. It was a memorable show. I enjoyed it. To be fair, I'm, I'm guessing you nodded off. <laughs> no, I, I always, I always enjoy them because I've only got to answer one question, and yeah. um, and I felt so sorry for for um, for the guy that came on, Rich, um, and I didn't announce the scores at the end because I didn't. No. Want to say like, how did he do? What was the score? And I went, yeah, have a look on the have a look on the tweet or whatever. I did like to bless him. It's, it's tricky, it. isn't it? Because I, I, I know it's difficult to gauge whether you've gone too hard or not, and. Yeah. Um, I, th I thought there were some stinkers in there. There was a couple of stinkers on the Leicester ones, but then there were also ones that most people would know. I think. Yeah. Um, but it's it's tricky when you're when you you're setting questions for their own team mm. to know how hard to go. But um, you know, I've, I, hopefully, I've tried to be um, pretty no, much the I same on everyone. Yeah. You, you, I mean, to be honest with you, I'd probably do what he did, which is you know half the answers. Mm. If you were on camera exactly, and having yeah. people watching you, you know, which yeah. is why I refer I've been challenged to do a quiz by Jake from West Ham United. Now Jake is about it's about 14, he looks about 10, <laughs> and I haven't taken him up on it yet because I'm sure he would absolutely wipe the floor with me. <laughs> and if, if I do do a quiz, I want all the questions to be pre. 1999 to give me a chance of, uh, of winning. Um, talking about a chance of winning, um, you, you, you got out of it very well earlier uh, with the uh, score predictions. None of us went for that. Yeah, even Ian Marshall said we'd beat Spurs. Maybe that wow. was the problem. Uh, but these are the, 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 the predictions for term, uh, Sunday. Uh, I think I've gone for, well, I don't think I've gone. I can say I've gone for a 3 1. To us, um, I, I hopefully because I think we, we will have that bounce back after that game, and I mm -hmm. think we'll go for it. Uh, Marsh has gone 2 1, uh, Steve Walsh 1 0, Tags 2 1 the same, even Steve Lannis has gone 3 0, and Ian Wilson has gone 1 0. Do where do you fit into that group? Um, my natural instinct was, um, was to go 2 1, that I think it's going to be tight to be honest, but. Mm. Um, it, obviously, it depends how he's how he's going to line up at the back. But I'm yeah. I'm going to go. I'll, I'll push the boat out and go for a two nil. You devil, you! I know. You you know how to Hold live dangerously, back. don't you? Hold me back, someone. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you going are you going to be there? Are you? I shall be there indeed. Yeah, and good, uh, good. yeah, I shall be staying to the end, and hopefully, it's a a less fraught one. I, I can say, I mean, it's, it's going to be a quiz question. We, we've handed Spurs a record there, though, haven't we? Mm. With the fact that nobody was behind for so long in a match to then go on and win it, you know. Um, and you can't, I mean, you know, I just think there's a bit of naivety at 90-odd minutes when you've got the ball, you just go into the corner. I don't care how many injury yeah. minutes are to go on. Yeah, I think... You know, Yuri just made the wrong decision because he he wanted to win the game. You know, yeah. that in some ways you've got to say it's a great mindset to have. 
Yeah. You know, but then you've got to have that experience of, of just saying, right, we've not played particularly well in this game. Let's take the point and just move on to the next yeah. one. I mean, had that pass gone through mm. and somebody had picked it up and yeah. we scored and got the draw, then Yori would have been the best player you know, we've ever had. Yeah. And I, I'm not blaming Yori for it at all. It's just, mm. I think every, as a team, we should have, say, been going into the corner. But when you look at the goal, I mean, there was three of those goals yesterday, all were in off the post, including yeah. ours. And you yeah. look at that and they say size doesn't match, but, but I think an inch last night would have made all the difference. TM will tell me if that is true or not. But when you look at that final goal, mm. an, an inch more to the left to hit the post oh, there, yeah. it would have come out. It trickled, didn't it? He, he, mm. he basically scuffed it, didn't he? And yeah. um, and it just rolled in. I mean, uh, you, you know, Soyuncu raced back. You know, if he'd have ambled back, he'd have probably got that ball. It was only the fact that he raced back that he went past it. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's just frustrating and, and one it that we'd, we'd like to forget. Um, yeah, Andrew says, exactly. Good evening, Andrew. How are you? We deserve mm. to lose. We should have been 4-1 down at half-time. Yeah, you know, mm. we, we should have. But that's football. It's not one on paper. Uh, it's mm. one out there. And I just I say, it's a it's a silly season. I, you know, I think if we, fi- if we can finish top 10 at least and then go on and win the conference, I think that is... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. But then again, knowing Leicester will get knocked out by Randers, is it? Or is it <laughs> yeah. Indeed. But, uh, but there we go. Craig, as always, sir, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on. Uh, you're welcome. Enjoyed it. Brilliant. Thank you very much. And we will see you. Now, there's no uh, there's no match next week, but we have got a quiz. We have. Um, on uh, on Wednesday at nine o'clock. It's Wolves. Indeed, it's Wolves. Sweet yeah. Yeah, the Sweet uh... podcast. Uh, we're slowly getting up. I'm, I'm glad we've done Burnley early on. I don't know if Dan's watching or not, but of course, by the end, he might not have been a Premier League team. And that's well, what we're going for. <laughs> sorry, Dan, if you're watching. You're not <laughs> sorry at all, are you, Chris? No. Oh, no, he knows me. He knows me. Craig, thanks very much, mate. Take care and enjoy the game. Cheers. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, thanks everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Oh, thanks to Craig for that, as always. Oops, I don't know why I'm bringing that back in. I wanted to get rid of that. Um, it's, it's, I tell you what, it's a new PC. And I don't know, has anybody got Windows 11 yet? Because when you get this, it came with Windows 10, but you could download Windows 11. And there's actually quite a few just little changes and things aren't where they're meant to be, you know, like copy and paint and all things like that, that they're somewhere else. And... Um, it's confusing. It's confusing. But then I, I am easily confused, Craig would tell you. Uh, I'm going to be back at 9 o'clock. If you pop over to Turf Morehouse TV, you'll see me on their prediction show. And if you want to see Dan being Dan, check out Lesser Till I Die TV. Go on to latest shows, How to Embarrass a Mate. And it's Dan the Burnley fan getting owned by his missus. Had to be done. And I'm going to be back um, on Sunday with... It's the post-match show with Brad, about five o'clock post-match. And then, of course, don't forget, next Tuesday at 10, we've got the Blue Tinted Specs Man.
Some say he's arrogant, bigoted, opinionated, obnoxious and prejudiced. Uh, that's just half of him. You wouldn't believe it. And uh, that's on Tuesday at 10. Thanks again to Craig. And I will see you at 9 o'clock if you pop over to Dan's channel, Turf Moor House TV. Thanks very much. Thanks for watching. And if you're on this podcast, thanks for listening. Good night now. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Participating restaurants 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport powered by fans.